right. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, um, how, how you doing? I'm good. You're good? Yeah, I'm good, dude. Good. Sweet. Should, yeah. we, should we crack on? Yeah, let's talk about films. Let's talk about films. Yeah, what do you want to start? Um, well, do you want to introduce yourself first, man? Oh, shit, yeah, that's important. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm Remy. I'm Connor, um, and this is like our little podcast thing. Um, we're calling it Pretentious Explosions because it's a fucking awesome name. It is. Um, so where do you want to begin? Should we talk about like what's coming out this week? Sure, yeah, let's do it. Okay, so this week um, we've got Angry Birds, which is going to be the flop for this week, without a doubt. Oh, I really wanted this film to be okay. <laughs> yeah, but it's not going to be, is it? It's, it's got not... Peter Dinklage yeah. and Josh Gad. Yeah. Um, so you've got like the same two people from Pixels yeah. done by, uh, yeah. So is it Sony Animation? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and they did, what did they do? I think they did Pixels as well. Yeah, so it's going to yeah. be pretty shit. Well, the thing is with Angry Birds, like, when I saw the trailer, the first trailer, it was actually, it, for me, it was quite promising, like, when uh, the main bird, the main protagonist, like, kicked the bird kicking the football in its house, mm-hmm. and the explosion isn't Ian McShane in it and stuff like that, and you hear people like that mm-hmm. in the film. I don't know, it looked promising, but early reviews suggest otherwise, so, you know, we'll see. It'll probably, it'll probably be the minions of this year. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely be the minions, because, like, obviously the kids will be like, oh, Let's go yeah. see Angry Birds. Because exactly, yeah. they played on them bloody yeah. mums' iPads. So they'll, they'll be dragged on to see that. And like the Facebook mums will all yeah. go because they played it. And <laughs> Facebook mums, yeah. So, so that's what you're going to get. You're going to get that sort of crowd. So mm. I think it will do well, but it won't. It'll probably get, it'll probably get a sequel because yeah. it's that sort of franchise. Do you think you'll get those like subtle adult jokes in there or will it be straight up for kids? I reckon it'll be like they will try and do a Shrek, so they'll try and do adult Shrek. Shrek, yo, that's that's a tall order. I know. Well, exactly. <laughs> they, well, they won't, they won't, they won't do yeah. it, but they'll try and do that sort of adult vibes, mm-hmm. like oh, the occasional oh, that joke, whatever. Um, that's what I reckon anyway. But I don't know. I just think that it's going to be pretty, pretty shit. Fair enough. I'm not going <laughs> to argue with you there. I hope it's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do hope it's good because obviously the franchise is huge, and like you've got like bloody Angry Birds, Star Wars, and all of this. I, I, I kind of reckon they'll probably do like a spin-off. Um, oh, definitely. Like, you've had the Lego movie and Lego movie Batman. So I probably reckon they'll probably do like an Angry Birds Star Wars or something that's like straight to DVD release or something. That would be very difficult considering yeah, probably. studio properties. But doesn't Disney own them now? Didn't Disney buy them out? What, Sony? No, <laughs> no, Angry Birds. Oh, right. So how's Sony making it then? I thought they bought the. I don't bloody know. I, I don't they... know how <laughs> things work and everyone's renting out properties and brands to other studios yeah. these days so you don't know what's going to make what there is a film coming out though this week that I know that you're really excited for what Green Room this is a film I've been hearing a lot about since the BFI London Film Festival yep and like the way I pitch it is like I'm a superhero guy so I say I want to see evil Professor Xavier like yep. what, what, like pitch me the do you know the just the uh, plot of the film I don't I thought you knew it so I was going oh, right, okay. to you. Just... all I know is just like it's, it's kind of like a there's a few people trapped in a room full of people, of, full of neo-Nazis. Okay. That's all I know. I, th- I right. think that's what it is. I've heard With great Patrick things. Stewart. Yes. Right. That's what I know. Okay. I've just heard great things, which I think is good for us because we have no idea what this film's about. So we go into it and we'll be surprised yep. and treated with whatever it has to offer. But yeah, so let's just move on. <laughs> We're excited <laughs> for that film. Well, I was, I was going to say, like, I, I watched the trailer because obviously I don't know much about it. And I've, I've seen, seen the trailer. I, I, okay. Um... I've seen like a few posts like, oh, Green Room's meant to be really good. Mm-hmm. So I watched the trailer. It looks very 10 Cloverfield Lane-esque. Oh, 
Actually, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, it does. So, for those of you who haven't seen 10 Cloverfield Lane, um, they're, they're, they're basically just trapped in the basement, yeah. and it's a very closed environment, um, which is basically green room. Um, plays like a Hitchcockian suspense, in yeah. which it's slow builds. Like, very similar feel, feel to Rear Window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they'll be interested to see with Green Room where it goes, because obviously with 10 Cloverfield Lane, you've got Cloverfield as yeah. the, like, you know, how it's going to tie in. Um, but I'd be very intrigued with Green Room because, I don't know, with with that with those sort of films, like Room, for instance, yeah. which was done amazingly, um, and 10 Cloverfield Lane, you've got, you, you kind of know where the antagonist lies, so mm-hmm. you've got, like, their motives and that sort of style. And I'll be, inter- be interested to see with Green Room where Patrick Stewart, because I believe he's the antagonist in this. Okay. Because from what I, I don't know, from what I've seen, he looks that way. And I'll be interested to see how his character and he, he develops through the film, which I'll be interested to see. Honestly, um, I don't know much about the film. I just heard great things, so I'm going to give it a watch. I can't say what I'm looking forward to in the film or not, just hopefully great performances, great experience. Fun fact about 10 Cloverfield Lane, though, yeah. Damon Chazelle helped write the script, the director of Whiplash. Amazing film. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, that, well, Whiplash is my favourite film of all time, so, yeah. Uh, it's it's one of my top yeah, ten, yeah. because, oh. That's elite. Like, the last right 20 there. minutes of that film. Poof. Bloody hell. Like, that is one of the most intense. Yeah. I, I remember watching it for the first time. I think I've seen it now, like, three times. Um, times that by ten for me. But sure, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I have a thing with films that if I watch it so much, so like, in a short amount of time, mm-hmm. like, I can just, I'm not getting that experience like it just mm. feels like i'm just watching it and re- oh, the repetition of it fair enough yeah. um so i try and space it out a bit so when i watched whiplash for the first time i remember sitting on the edge of my seat and i was just like fucking yeah hell, this is like an intense bit and then like um it then ended i was like what no 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 yeah. i can start doing like another two hours don't <laughs> yeah, exactly, don't end yeah. this um and then i watched it in the second time and i was just like okay this is this is still amazing yeah it doesn't change it does it's not like, change it's great it's like when I watch see that film, for me, why I love it so much is because it's so personal to me. Yeah. So every time I watch it, it's like I'm reflecting at an aspect of my life. And it's just very... It's adrenaline-fueled tension yeah. just throughout. Yeah, it's mental. It's just... Uh, it, I, words. Yeah. All of the words for that film. Yeah, see, that, that that's one of the films that makes me really stutter and actually think about what I want to say. It's, I just... It was I, was... I was surprised to see it not get the Oscars that it was meant to dude it should have won in my opinion it should have won best picture it's better than Birdman in my yeah, opinion yeah it's better than Boyhood definitely better than Boyhood which <laughs> ties us in actually because the next film that's coming out later this week is Everybody Wants Some ooh the spiritual successor to Dazed and Confused yeah directed by uh, Richard Lignator who mm. did uh, Boyhood mm. um, here's what I've heard about this film right? okay most of my friends love this film. They say it's like a, um, a few days or a week or a time period in the life of people just starting college, which right. is the university equivalent mm-hmm. in America. Yep. But I know this friend who's a diehard fan of Days and Confused and he watches it religiously. Okay. And he said he hated the film. Oh. Just simply because the characters aren't as well developed and as the ones in Days and Confused. Because Days and Confused did a brilliant job of like fleshing out characters that are newly introduced throughout the film as mm-hmm. it went along. But in this film, apparently it's just like a... Like, you have to be able to relate with these, like, jockish-like guys who just want to chill and sleep with girls and drink and, like, have fun. Yeah. So it depends what you're going in for. If you're going in for a... People are saying, be careful, because it's pitched as the spiritual success of Days Confused, but take that with, like, a grain of salt. I think that's, like, a marketing strategy. Oh, okay. Because everybody wants some isn't exactly the best title. (laughs) And the actors who feature in this Uh film 
aren't exactly the most well known. I know there's that Mexican dude who was in, ste- in Step Up films, the later ones, and okay. uh, The Boy Next Door. Right. And, uh, oh, the chick from Va- Dirty Grandpa and Vampire Diaries. No, not Vampire Diaries. Vampire Academy. Right, okay. Yeah. That's right. what I, See, that's how I know that. I don't know them by name. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think out of all of those... The one that I the, the one that I know the most is the Step Up films, which yeah. is quite embarrassing yeah. because they all. Hey, I am a Step Up fan. Oh. I am a Step Up fan. Oh. I like my dance. <laughs> I, I I remember I went I went on holiday once to Austria and I, they were on the on the coach and all I just remember was just I had nothing else to do yeah. for like a 20, 20 hour coach journey, so I just had to watch the Step Up films. By the end of it, they were all right. They they weren't all that, but yeah. they were all right. Well, I I really like dance as an art form, so. I take away great joy from those films probably more than most people would. The thing is, though, the guy who was in that, who's in Everybody Wants Some, I see him as the new Channing Tatum. Right, okay. Except, except he seems to be getting more, I guess, high-profile roles in that he's working with prestige directors much earlier in his career than Channing okay. Tatum did. Right, okay, yeah. fair enough. Um, sweet. And then I think also next week, uh, so not this not this Friday, but the week following, I believe, X-Men Apocalypse. That I, is. I, I thought we'd talk is. about that now. Yeah, because, well, yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. Um, uh, you, actually, I'll let you start with this. Okay. I'm a diehard fan of the X-Men. So I really I, am. But, yeah, go yeah. Um, so should we talk about our thoughts first and then we'll talk about the reviews because the reviews have yeah, started coming out. Yeah. And they're not that good. Well, here's the thing about reviews. A certain film came out this year which completely blew my mind and everybody else didn't like. And then. from then on... Do you want to say what it is? It's Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. <laughs> um, but it, from that point on, I've just decided that reviews don't matter at all because seeing films like Civil War, which is a great film, at 90% at the moment. No way. No, it's not. It's not a it's 90% not, film. It's not that good. It's like... It's about like 70. These films are... Yeah, I'd say 70 as well. Yeah. I'd say these films are starting to really show the... Uh, I don't believe in the whole like uh, critics are being paid off and everything, but they are definitely picking and choosing what they want to critique. They critique, in my opinion, the great CGI in Batman v Superman. Right. And they say nothing. About Zilch. Iron about Man. Iron Man's floating head. Yeah. How uh, Black Panther goes full on Neo from The Matrix Reloaded, looks super robbery and does like three kicks in the air. and uh, Looks super anime and fake. It's just like, and a lot of the rendering in the background just looks really fake. Yeah. But like, for me, like I see CGI as a tool to progress a storyline. As long as it's not evidently Gods of Egypt bad. Mm-hmm. I can buy it. Yeah. But for the most part, it's like, dude, come on. Give us something to... Yeah, no, yeah. Get, like, be be fair in yeah. your criticisms. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's also annoying. Whilst we're on the topic of um, Civil War, because I saw that the other day, we'll talk more about it in a minute, yeah. but um, I want to go back to, uh, I think it was, which was the Avengers with Loki? It was the first one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so the first Avengers film came out, everyone was like, oh, fuck yeah, bloody, <laughs> like, everyone's in it. I was just there like, no, I like. I really do like. It. I, I like yeah. it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I can sit through it and I enjoy it. But there's a lot. I think there was way better than Civil War. Yeah, and there, there was there was a massive. I, I'm I'm because obviously you and I are both into films a lot. When yeah. we when we watch them, we pick out like we're like, oh, yeah. that's that's not right. Yeah. Um. So when I watch the Avengers, there's a part where Iron Man's arc reactor just disappears, mm. and then there's a bit later on in the film where he's wearing it's a Black Sabbath T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you can't see it through it, and then later on you can, yeah. which is when Loki taps it. It's like, oh, mm. I've got a heart, um, <laughs> and it's just that ruined it for me because obviously, like, and not not like it ruined it, but if you're gonna do a film and you wanna have a part of that film later as a joke, mm-hmm. at least use the bloody con- continuity of it. 
um, which I think as well, like those sort of films, they're not really good with. <laughs> they try and rush it out. I think is the problem. <sighs> Here's the thing of continuity. Even in films like Whiplash, I've noticed that continuity is really... Continuity is very hard to get right. Oh, yeah, no. And, like, for example, like in Whiplash, if you notice from one of the end scenes, I might spoil this movie, but towards the end scene, there's a scene where uh, J.K. Simmons, uh, Terence Fletcher's character's Mm -hmm. button is done up. Right. Next scene, it's uh, it's undone. And then the next scene, he undoes the button. Oh, okay. The next shot, I mean, every shot. (laughs) Uh, And also there's a shot in, I believe it was Furious 6, Fast 6, where... um, it's towards the end when uh, The Rock's character and uh, Tyrese Gibson's character are bantering. So you better hide your baby or you better hide the big-ass forehead. Um, uh, Ludacris is holding a bottle of uh, beer in one shot, then it's completely gone. He's just like his hands by his side, and then it comes back in the next shot. Um, it's like various like, little things. It doesn't take me out of the movie, but it just makes me, as a person, feel more comfortable as a aspiring filmmaker. Yeah. Although it is noticeable things, and you really do want to avoid those little inconsistencies but yeah. yeah let's get back to x-men let's get back to x-men yeah. definitely um so x-men has been going on now for about what 16 years because the first Dude, one's since the first 2000 yeah yeah 16 yeah. years um the first one was directed oh by the first one was directed by brian Seger, who then has gone full circle and is now doing the second the climax of the whole franchise in a sense is it the, is it no this will be his okay so he did x-men one x-men yeah. two yeah he helped write first class yeah and he did Days of Future Past, so this will be his fourth film. Yeah, and directed. it's the third prequel slash sequel. Yeah, so it's like the prequel trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so this is this is the third the one. The X-Men Younglings trilogy. The X-Men Evolution trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like yeah. That, yeah. Um, so this is starring James McAvoy, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Nicholas Holt, Evan, Pe- um, Evan Peters, Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones. Yes. Um, Oscar and Isaac, Michael Oscar Fassbender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. A load of people. Ty Sheridan. Yeah. yeah. Um, who... Cody Schmidt-McPhee. Just a load of... Uh, <laughs> just, just, yeah, constant names. Um, and they... Oh, oh, let's not forget. Hugh Jackman. And Hugh Jackman. Oh, Hugh Jackman. And Hugh Jackman. <laughs> He's been in every X-Men movie ever. I love that. Although, <laughs> right, so quick little pause. When, you know, the latest trailer where, um, where Nicholas Holt says, oh, we had a bit of help. Yeah. Um, it was Cyclops. Actually. Yeah, it was Cyclops, yeah. not Nicholas Holt. Yeah, Nicholas yeah, Holt plays Beast. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you then see Wolverine's claws. Yeah. And oh, everyone's like, holy shit, yeah. Wolverine's in it. <laughs> I was just thinking to myself... Well, obviously, he's been in every X-Men well, movie yeah, ever. Fair enough, but for some reason, I, it was like, in my mind, I was because he said he's going to be in the film, right? Yeah. Hugh Jackman. But like, when I'm watching the trailers, because I feel the Days of Future Past trailers are t- a million times better than these uh, Apocalypse trailers. Yeah, agreed. But with these ones, it, there was like something missing. It looks great, mm. but like, it, it didn't even reach first class level in terms of their trailers. Because no. maybe first class was so fresh and new and we were new to the period piece. Yeah. Kind of style. I think with fresh cl- uh, first class, though, in comparison... Fresh um, class. Fresh class. <laughs> with, with first class, in comparison, you, you've you gone... F- basically, I know you had the spin-offs, like you've had yeah. the Wolverine and X-Men Origins, which is shit. Yeah. Um, I have fun with it, but it is bad. It is. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. um, but don't forget, though, you haven't really had a big X-Men movie since The Last Stand. Yeah. And which the, wasn't... The well Last received. Stand was pretty shit, because that was the last See. of... The trilogy. Um, uh, like, do, what do you think is worse? The Last Stand or X-Men Origins? Oh. I, I, I like X-Men Origins more. I know I do, so... I think I'm going to agree yeah. with you on that one, actually, just because of the fact that Days of Future Past didn't retcon yeah. Origins, whereas they did basically just go, fuck you, to yeah. Days of Future... Um, 
The Last Stand. Although, isn't it funny how in the trailers, when you see all the bridges being collapsed, you're like, wait, this seems like Last Stand, yeah. Last Stand 2.0. Yeah, <laughs> What's really going does. on? Plus, it's with Jean Grey as well. It is, yeah. Because yeah. Sophie Turner's uh, mm. Jean Grey, which is kind of like her introductory, uh, introductory film. Uh, Do you think they'll touch upon her Phoenix abilities? Obviously. Okay. Um, because... Um, this is getting like really nerdy. Yeah. Uh, Jean, Gre- <laughs> Jean Grey is a X Men character, and she's also got like a um, she can telekinetic powers. Yeah, yeah, telekinetic powers, and she's got like a better. So she, her she, her character is Jean Grey, and that's her like yeah. mutant name as well. But she's got like that one up level yeah. that she can just like she evolves. She she yeah basically she's a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. She evolves from Jean Grey to Phoenix, and you do not want to mess with her when yeah. she's Phoenix because she will kick some ass. Um. Uh, that which, which is what they touched on in the last stand, but they missed the mark completely. Yeah. Um, so this is so X Men Apocalypse is Jean Grey, mm-hmm. um, and you've also got Nightcrawler as well, yes. which I am which so happy. Finally, about. they bring him back after the introduction. They I gave know. him X Men Two. I know. Like one of the best action scenes in any superhero film ever, in my opinion. Oh. That introduction in the White House scene. Yeah. Dude, I love. I just, uh, do you think they'll touch upon the fact that he's uh, Mystique's son? Yeah. That would be weird, Although though. she's really young. Yeah, she is because it's Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon so well, they'll, so. they'll have to tie it into first class because this is this is like X Men lore here, but Nightcrawler is Mystique's and Azazel's baby, and Azazel was in first class. Wasn't there a storyline where he, it was Mystique's and Sabretooth's son? I don't know, but I know it's Azazel. And I think it's Azazel, Azazel, yeah, that's it's where Azazel Nightcrawler, yeah. Because that's where Nightcrawler gets his yeah. um, teleportation powers from, because he's blue because of Mystique. Yeah, yeah no, he, he can't be because of Azazel. He can't be their son. So, uh, Maybe sister? Brother, I meant brother to Mystique? I don't Maybe. know. Well, in the, in, the, in the comics, he's the son. Yeah, I know, yeah. So... Because in in the trailers for X Men Apocalypse, they talk about Evan Peters going, "Well, I'm the Sig son." Uh, no, not the Magneto. Magneto. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell! Everyone's mistaken. Everyone's while she goes around. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can change it to whoever. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. So in the trailer, they touch on Evan Peters, who plays Quicksilver, being Magneto, who yeah. is Michael Fassbender's son. So it'd be interesting to see if they have like a little family mm-hmm. touch upon where they have like um. Quicksilver and Magneto mm-hmm. and Mystique and Nightcrawler. Oh, and uh, Luke is still coming back as Havoc and with yeah. Cyclops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that that'll be interesting. Yeah. And you also got Storm as well. Yes, which I'm really liking the uh, actress they've got for her. She looks really. Have you noticed how she doesn't have like a white mohawk at the beginning, but somehow Apocalypse gives her like a yeah. upgrade. It's like, oh shit. She does now. Now I'm looking stylish as ever. Yeah. So actually, the same thing happens with Angel as well. Yeah, yeah. Angel. I was about, about to say Angel's yeah. in this as well because he was in the Last Stand. Who was? I thought he was okay in the Last Stand. Uh, ben Foster. Yeah. He did. He did, he did an okay job. Yeah. Um, I think the chicken bit was there was. Chi- oh, w- when they were trying to shave off his. Wig, yeah. That one? Yeah. That was a bit. <laughs> the chicken bit. That's what I'm gonna refer to. It's that because it, it's the chicken bit in um, is it disaster movie? Oh, I don't want to. Wait. Why are you bringing up films like that? On podcast? Come on. <laughs> that's that. I, that's I got them. Yeah, it was a disaster movie. X Men. So that's <laughs> okay, the, then. that's the link. Um, because yeah, I mean it was good, but I just felt Angel didn't have the the, the oomph that yeah. he needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how he is because doesn't he play one of the four horsemen? He does. Yeah, the four horsemen are in this case, um, Psylocke, played by Olivia Munn, who mm-hmm. does. He's looking like she's doing and. Great job visually, but I'm very iffy on some of the CGI that has okay. been shown in some of the trailers. We've got Angel. I don't know this actor. Mm-hmm. He looks cool. Uh, we've got Magneto, played by Michael Fassbender. And we've got... Uh, Crap. I'm missing one. Storm. Storm. There we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
And then you've also got Apocalypse, played by Oscar Isaac. Which looks... He looks good. He does. He... Oscar Isaac is my favourite actor working today, so I'm not going to... Yeah, and me. I was literally about yeah. to say, like, we could just talk about Oscar yeah. Isaac. We could just blame this podcast. This is the like, Oscar Isaac podcast. This is. <laughs> Welcome to the Oscar Isaac podcast, where we just talk about how amazing Oscar Isaac is. Ex Machina, I mean, how amazing. Dude, Ex Machina, Star Wars, <laughs> a most violent year. We can just keep going on. that. Have you seen that indie trailer of him going crazy? No. Dude, I'll, sh- I'll send it to you on time. Sorry, I don't know the, uh, um, the name of it. But if you're listening to this, you can tell us... Uh, in the comment section below, where's this going to be uploaded? Wherever it's uploaded, no, no idea. If you can, wasn't, wasn't talk he to in, us, um, do it. Inside, Lewin Davis. Oh, that. Yeah, wasn't he in that? He, he was the yeah Lewin Davis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oscar Isaac. He is just dreams. <laughs> he I is, dreamt about that man. Yeah, he is. Oh man, that man. Okay. Um, anyway, back <laughs> getting to, back to apocalypse. apocalypse. <laughs> We're sidetracking a lot. Yes, guys. we are. So, I think that's kind of giving like. Uh, oh, I was going to say it's kind of giving our impression of X Men Apocalypse. So we're just sidetracking a lot. Okay, with three kind of... things most important, uh, three most important things you're looking forward to. Okay, uh, what in Apocalypse? Yeah. Okay, I want to see how. Brian... No, in Oscar Isaac's career. <laughs> well, Star Wars. Um, Quicksilver. Okay. Because. Oh yeah, I've heard great things about that. Um, the scene they're building off of. In yeah, Days because of obviously, um, in uh, Days of Future Past, there's a, a fantastic scene with Evan Peters as Quicksilver, and because of how amazing audiences reacted to that, mm-hmm. that I, I believe they've got um, a second sort of edition in uh, X-Men Apocalypse so it'll be interesting to see where that goes mm-hmm. because I believe he's running on fire yeah um, and then there's like I've seen a few shots of him running through the other areas of the mansion including the areas which light up towards the uh, Cerebro room okay sweet yeah. that'd be awesome so he looks like maybe he's going to save a few people who knows um, yeah. I believe this is where James McAvoy goes bold well yeah that was like the big reveal the first trailer like oh my god turn around yeah so this is like where you see James McAvoy blend into Sir Patrick Stewart Um, so that'd be interesting to see because he lost his legs in first class yeah Um, then he got them back for Days of Future Past then he got them back for Days of Future Past through drugs (laughs) and then he lost them again because he didn't take the drugs in Days of Future Past and now he's back now he's just like fuck it yeah Um, (laughs) I've got full embracing my but I believe, I believe in this one, um, because of how powerful Apocalypse is, he takes yeah. over, or at least he defeats uh, James McAvoy for a while. So yeah. Jennifer Lawrence steps up. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. I've, yeah, I've heard it's a, it's a mental game yeah, between the two. Because obviously she played the, well, not the villain, but like she was the person they were trying to get hold yeah. of on their side in Days of Future Past. So it'll be interesting to see. Because she, she has had one hell of a character development she since has, yeah. um, First Class. Who do you prefer, Rebecca Romaine or uh, Jennifer Lawrence's Mystique? Jennifer Lawrence, I think. I think it's Jennifer Lawrence, just because you've got that introduction from a young age and you've got that... Um, I think you've got that real character development with her and, and James McAvoy together when he was mm-hmm. studying in Oxford. Um, and then um, when those two set up the um, like the initial mutant tra- um training fund place mm-hmm. um, then when they went to his mansion and then in Days of Future Past and I think you've got a bit a bigger character development Definitely. than say um, in the original trilogy where she is just his psychic I well no here's the thing though I agree in the character development wise they right. did a much better job yep. with uh, uh, Lawrence's mystique but with Rebecca Romaine she had she, was, she had that mystique about her she was very mysterious she was that person everyone wanted to know about more. I know in X Men too, she was just like, "How do we get into this tunnel?" And she's like, "I can do it." Yeah, like, without actually saying much. And like, she's always, I don't know, like, and even from like an aesthetic uh, 
stance. I will say because I remember watching in a review for X Men Apocalypse mm-hmm. um, that someone said uh, the way Rebecca Romijn carried herself, it was like a model. So she's very self aware of how, how the camera is uh, capturing her. Mm-hmm. So the way she walked, it was uh, how did she describe her? A sexy blue lizard, like a kinky sexy lizard. Whereas Jennifer Lawrence literally looks like she's just standing there naked. Yeah. And she's like, okay, I'm in the suit, whatever. That's why I wanted to be out of the suit because I don't want to be naked. And apparently she has a lot of scenes in her natural skin, natural human skin, I guess. Uh, which, what do you think of that? Because she did demand that she have less scenes in blue. Um, I don't know. I think it'd be interesting to see what happens because in first class, she had a big moment where she <laughs> yeah. was like, I don't want to be yeah. blue. I want to be... Um, I want to look like everyone yeah. else, which... You and know, then Days of Future Past, she was like, mutant and proud. Yeah. But by the end of first class, mutant and proud as yeah. well. And now she's like, no, I want to be white me. Yeah, because <laughs> there, there was... Like, one of the scenes that stood out for me the most in first class was uh, when she was weightlifting. Um, and, oh, yeah, and then... Yeah, she, um, yeah, Michael Magneto, Fassbender yeah. just holds it in the air and says, you should be the real you because mm. you're, you're not giving all of your attention into your into yourself because mm. you're putting some of your power into how you look. Yeah. Um, and then he then dropped on her and then as he, she dropped, she, she then went from um, a normal skin colour to her blue self. And mm. I think that... Because I think from then on, she is... I believe she's blue from the rest of that film and I, I, I think that that is a good sta- a changing point in her character. Um, so I would be very upset. I think I would... I think I'd be upset if... Come... Apocalypse. She spends more time being pasty white, yeah. um, <laughs> pasty, um, rather than being, you know, a proud mutant. Yeah. Because I don't know. I just think I think it'd be better as a character. And also, um, was it X Men: The Last Stand where they're in the truck and she got shot? Yeah. And then she which went, was one of the things about the film. I was like, why? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. I was like, I love that. <laughs> That's one of the best lines of the film. I don't care. Um. So, I don't know. What about you? What do you think? Well, like, uh, just to move off, because we can talk about uh, Apocalypse for the Last while, I'll just say one thing I'm really excited and I really wanted to see. When that Empire image came out of them in, like, the animated 90s uh, costumes, yep. that blew my mind. I swear, that blew, that made me more excited for the film, more so than any trailer they showed. But that Wolverine segment, yep. that that little snip, that literally that snip, yeah. I'm really hoping they give him the full Weapon X costume with, like, the... Uh, the uh, the briefs around him with all the uh, tech mm-hmm. added to it and the helmet. Mm-hmm. Because obviously in uh, all the origins in X-Men 2 or origins itself, they show him coming out completely naked. But from the comics, I really love the look of him wearing like all the cybernetic gear. Mm. So that would be very interesting to see if uh, uh, he boasts that because it will be so cool. It will blow my mind from like a little fan geek point of view. And if they are going the full 80s costumes, uh, 90s costumes, sorry, what if Wolverine wears that costume in the deleted scene from the Wolverine, which is yellow? I think it was yellow and brown or yellow and black. Oh, wow. If you were... I'd be so happy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, moving on, actually, because you touched upon the, the Magneto and um, Mystique scene. Uh-huh. Magneto, Michael Fassbender, he's going to have one heck of a year this year. I mean, he's got X-Men Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. He's got uh, Dion C. and France's uh, Light Between the Oceans. Okay. With his uh, other significant person in his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her name? Alicia Vikander, the new Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's also got Assassin's Creed. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm not sure there's there's like a full film. I want to say he's making a Terrence Malick film or he's in the, the one coming out. But I feel like I'm getting confused between him and something else. So 
not sure about that one. But those are the core three I'm excited for. Yeah. Mark Vespander. What are you most excited for out of that trio of films? Assassin's Creed. I think... Yes. I think... See, I'm, I'm really... I'm a very cynical person when it comes to seeing franchises milked for yeah. commercialistic gain. Um, which, which is ironic because I'm in the movie industry. Yeah. Um, but uh, it'd be interesting to see... Like... I love the Assassin's Creed games. Mm-hmm. I still do to an extent, even though Ubisoft has churned them out. Yeah. Um, and I stopped really after the Ezio trilogy. Yeah, so uh, did I, really. Because yeah. um, I was a Prince of Persia fan, and I truly believe that without Prince of Persia, there would be no be Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Assassin's Creed, there's more potential to play around since you can go back and forth in time, whatever. Mm-hmm. More opportunity for sequels. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I'm interested in like, how that goes, because obviously you've got a really strong Assassin's Creed lore. Yeah. Um, which they're not sticking to strictly. They're creating slightly new characters, which I think is a safe bet. It gives them more yeah. creative freedom and fans can't be like, oh no, uh, Ezio didn't do that. Altair did not do that or whatever yeah. like that. So that'd be interesting to see. Um, but I, I'd be interested because I think I, my, my worry is that Ubisoft, obviously they want this because it's more money yeah. for them. Um, but I just worry that there's going to be a bloody tie-in game where you play as Michael Fassbender. Oh, I don't care about that. Well, it's like, what I'm worried about is that this is finally a video game film mm. that has a team behind it that it just screams Academy Award uh, level talent. I mean, you've got the team coming back from Macbeth, 2014's Macbeth. So you've got Justin Kill, the director of that film. Mm-hmm. You've got Marion Cotillard. And you've got uh, Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Now that trio alone of people in that in Assassin's Creed, which has the potent, which touches upon sci-fi, time travel, and fantasy history. History. Yeah. It's like it's. Oh my god. See, here's the thing. So we've got two video game franchises coming out, right? Yeah. Warcraft. I really want that film to be good, but it has the potential to suck. It's gonna suck. No, it's not. I really do not want it to suck. <laughs> I, I, I. No. I, yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see okay, how. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Um, um, but, but Assassin's Creed, I will be so angry if that film sucks. There are two. There are kind of two slash three video game franchises which I'm. Uh, which I think should be done right, and one of them I can't believe has been done wrong so far. The first one's Hitman. Okay. I don't know how the, f- I don't know how you can get a Hitman film wrong. Well, Hitman. Yeah. So like, literally, just play him as like you know Drive, like he's very silent character. You can play him like that character. Yeah. And just like him, like trying to assassinate people. Maybe he realizes that he wants more than this or something. Like that. I don't know. Why do they do it the way they do it? It just makes me so angry. And every time I see the trailer, like, no, you're going the completely wrong route. Then you've got Assassin's Creed, which has limitless potentials, like unlimited. Yeah. Um, and then we have the third one, which could work, could not work, is Uncharted. Now, I, I am actually one of those people who feel they shouldn't continue with the Indiana Jones saga and make Uncharted the new Indiana Jones. Are they making an Uncharted movie? I've they? heard so many things. The last time, thing I heard about that was Chris Pratt was rumored for the role. And before that, David O. Russell wanted Mark Wahlberg. And he oh, was gonna direct, but that 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 was there. long time. I think that was like Dark Knight Rises days. Uh, okay, because um, I know that there's Jack and Dexter, not mm-hmm. Jack and Dexter, Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely <laughs> different. Uh, Ratchet, Wait. I've heard uh, yeah. it's not that good. I heard no? it's very boring. The animated. Uh, that's a shame. Yeah, that's what two thousand uh, PS one. I played it on a PS two. I remember. Oh snap, guys! There we go. 
That was weird. That was weird. You um, couldn't see what had just happened, but the light just switched off on us. Yeah, yeah. and we were in a little airtight, well, not yeah. airtight, but soundproof room, um, and the light outside had switched off as yeah. well, so we were just in complete darkness. Yeah, my was... mind made me believe like I was suffocating for some weird reason. Like... <laughs> it was really bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Ratchet and Clank is another video game film. Um, it'd be interesting to see... I keep saying it's interesting to see. Um, Films are interesting. They are interesting. Um... Uh, I think the possibility for video game franchises to go into the um, film industry is very... It, there, there's a lot of potential there. Yeah. But there's also a lot of potential for them to fuck up. Um, which is... I just, yeah. I just don't... Hey, I haven't made a video game film, <laughs> so I can't really say... I don't see how they're fucking it up. Yeah. But, like, for example, like when I see f- video game films that have tried... Mm-hmm. Like, for example... Diehard Prince of Persia fan, like I said. Yeah. The way they went about it, I felt was kind of right, but mm. for some reason, some of the writing towards the middle of the film just dragged a little bit. It was kind of loose, and it wasn't as spot on as how they set up with the film. And the pro- big problem of the film was the exposition. That was Jake Gyllenhaal, wasn't it? Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. yeah. Which was another thing. Like, if you want to get into the white whole whitewashing thing. Yeah. I solely believe in the context. If you don't have an A level uh, actor of that race, go for the best actor. Yeah. For example, so would you rather have Jake Gyllenhaal play Prince of Persia or I could list a ra- a random Arab actor. So, okay, fine. The one you... Do you know who Rami Malek is? No. Okay, fine. Well, he's like probably the most prominent of Arab descent. He's not even fully Arab. He was, I think he was born in America or something. Okay. Um, Arab-American. But yeah, would you rather have him or Jake Gyllenhaal? What would get you into the theatre more? Well, I think from a selling point, if you were if you were the big companies, who who was it was Disney. That yeah, mean. if you were if you were Disney and you're yeah. like, right, okay, we need to get bums on seats. Yeah. How are we going to get the money in? Do we go with an actor that's was he award winning at the time? Mm, Possibly. I don't think he's has he won an Oscar. I don't think he has. Because I remember it was a big deal about him uh, not getting an Oscar for Nightcrawler. No, I don't think he has one. Oh, okay, but Oscar nominated. Or something I don't know. An, 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 throw an award and and an actor, that, an actor yeah. that people yeah. recognise. Yeah. Then, uh, uh, yeah, I think whitewashing. It's bad. Mm. It really is bad. But uh, I can understand from a business point of view why they do it. Yeah. Oh no, business point of view. I get like for example, let's bring up Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Uh, with Scarlett Johansson. Now, Ghost in the Shell, the animated film itself. It a lot of the actors, a lot of the characters, sorry, are very westernised. Yeah. And the whole point of the film is that uh, it's like it's. I think it's set in. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's set in a cyberpunkish uh, Japan, and Americans are brought in to the storyline. So it's not a stretch for them to swap in set in America and Japanese people are brought into the world. As long as it's cyberpunkish, that's what I care for. But looking at Scarlett Johansson, first of all, she does kind of look like the main character of the. Uh, uh, animated film but the weird interesting thing is two things one she's the most bankable action actress yeah. in the world yeah agreed no one is on her level yeah i mean even not even if you're talking about critical darlings uh jennifer lawrence is not is not she's in the same league mm. but in terms of bank it is freaking uh scarlett hansen because lucy is not a known property that came out of nowhere and the film isn't that good i have fun with it but it's not that good but that film just destroyed internationally yeah had potential yeah it was like the more ambitious version of Limitless Mm. uh, which I like more but um, the second thing is it's weird because in the animated film in in the anime 
she's naked like for half of the film. So I'm really curious what they're going to go for the film. The weird thing is because I, I remember watching the film and then I immediately I rewatched it recently and then I clicked online and I saw a gif from Under the Skin. I was like, huh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I'm glad they cast Scarlett Johansson. I wonder if that was how she, where she got cast. <laughs> but, um, yeah, what are we talking about? We're talking about, this was uh, Ghost my, in the well, Shell. Now, now okay, like so it was Johansson, Ghost in the Shell, which went. was linked into whitewashing, yeah. which is linked into... Oh, um, Rid- Ridley Scott did... Yeah. Oh, bloody Exodus. Old. Yeah. Which I really like. Yeah, lots of people hate that film because of all the whitewashing. Because it, it was, was it Ben Kingsley and Christian? No, Ben Kingsley was a, uh, was a somewhat like supporting, a very minor supporting role in it, but the main people leading the film mm-hmm. were Christian Bell, who yeah. is, in my opinion, one of the best actors to ever live. Okay. So, uh, yeah, get me another actor from a uh, ethnic yeah, uh, from other Egypt, descent yeah. to play, to... Uh, get as many people into the cinema as Christian Bell and plus Joel Edgerton, who I feel did the best job in the film. Right. And looking at them, like Joel Edgerton's face is, is like a very interesting face. And I would believe that there are very, uh, there are Egyptians who are, who have like super white skin mm-hmm. that can be, that look similar to Joel Edgerton. Christian Bell's a bit like, he's very westernized, he's British. Yeah. But at the same time, I remember seeing him accept the Oscar and I was just like, damn, you look like a, like you could play a prophet. Mm. A, uh, so in my mind it was Jesus, but I was like, yeah, Moses works. Why not? Yeah. I don't think saying whitewash, whitewashing is not a criticism in my opinion. It's a preference. A film should not be bad based on uh, the casting of one's skin. It will annoy you. But it yeah. doesn't, it, so for example, it's like, uh, let's think of something. Like, for example, The Ten Commandments. Right. It's filled with white people, right? Does yeah. it make the film bad? I was going to say Pan. Pan? See, that okay, that film is bad for yeah. other reasons. Yeah. But the fact that they cast uh, Tiger Lily as a white... Uh, they cast a white actress as Tiger Lily, forgetting her name, Rooney Mara. Yeah. I was like, eh. And then sometimes they do the reverse where they cast Michael B. Jordan in Fantastic Four, and that film still sucks as well. So, obviously, the, the, the casting yeah. different kinds of actors doesn't help. Unless it's like a serious case where you cast a white dude as Martin Luther King Jr. Now that, that that's where that's in territory which is like now now you're just being fucking disrespectful. Yeah. But to the most part, as a person who's not white, I can say it doesn't really bother me as much. If you ca- just don't cast Black Panther as a white guy, and we're good. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's basically my limit. Fair enough. But yeah, that just got very heated. So yeah, you have a very <laughs> you have like a range of different. Uh, tones in this podcast i like that yeah like you have that. a bit of anger a bit yeah. of criticism yeah let's get to more light-hearted things see this is what video game franchise like when we talk about video games this is the tunnel it leads us down it does it's yeah. just anger yeah anger leads to hate and hate okay. leads to the dark actually side. wait you know what let's stick on what, <laughs> let's yeah, let's stick on this angry topic have you seen bad neighbors 2 yet no do not see it okay go go <laughs> tell tell, us, tell okay. us all about it this film is it's many things, right? So I'm a big fan of Bad Neighbors, the first one, or Neighbors, whatever you want to call it. Who, who's in Bad Neighbors? Uh, it's uh, led by Seth Rogen, right. Rose Byrne, and Zac Efron. Rose Byrne was in it, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, good first link. cast, and she's going to be in this one. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, full circle, all links. <laughs> but um, I was a big fan of the first film. I f- it's one of the funniest films I've ever seen in my life. Okay, that's how much I love it. So I tried to lower my expectations for this sequel because sequels for comedies aren't always good, and plus the trailers weren't that good. Mm-hmm. But going into it, I was blown away by how revolting 
some of the humor was. I'm talking like Brothers Grimsby kind of revolting, and I really did not like that yeah. comedy. Um, like for example, I'm gonna. Okay, I'm not gonna spoil it. Maybe there are. No, you, you may as well. You may yeah? as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's go like for okay. It, go for it. it opens with them having sex, which is okay. That kind of opens. That's like the first film. Well, that's how Bridesmaids started. Yeah. That's not the problem. Yeah. The problem is, is she froze up on his face. Brilliant. And then like throughout m- moments of the film, you like. The girls, the sorority chicks, which is basically the plot of the film, is like who's the uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Chloe Grace Moretz. So yeah. basically, the first film started off as like just a family. They just had a baby, and a fraternity moved by, and that's the friction between them. That's how the film plays along. Mm-hmm. Second film, basically, they're about to sell the house to move to somewhere else. That fraternity has long gone, but instead, a sorority has moved in. Okay. And then Zac Efron gets pulled in by the sorority to kind of be their mentor. Right. And then after a while, he realizes that they're getting out of control. This is when he starts to think that they're getting out of control, right? It's when, um, like, it's it starts to play in his mind. When they start throwing tampons at the windows of the family, and then he's just like, oh, where'd you get that fake blood? It's like, no, 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 it's real. It's just like, and it, one of them goes in that like, Seth Rogen's mouth. And then it's just like, oh, if it was a bag of dicks, um, it would be funny. And it was just like, hey, it would be a bag of dicks. No, it's not the equivalent of it being a bag of dicks. It's the equivalent of literally guys coming in a bucket or in balloon bags and throwing it. That's the equivalent. So even the comparison was stupid. And it wouldn't be funny either way. It would yeah. be gross. And if you think back to the first one, which is the baby was like chewing on a condom. Right. The dudes didn't literally like put condoms on the ground to like say, feed on it, baby. Mm. It's literally the baby. It was like a funny gag. Like, why is that in a, uh, why is it in its hand? Why is it? Oh, sh- no. <laughs> it's like out of nowhere kind of thing. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's the perfect. I remember my friend said it in a uh, better way, but this is how I'm paraphrasing it. It's the perfect feminism movie for people who know nothing about feminism. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it talks about, uh, it touches upon valid things like how sororities, because we don't have fraternities and sororities here, so UK pretty much clueless on subject. But as yeah. far as this film's concerned, sororities are not allowed to have parties. Only fraternities are. Right. And that's a very sexist system. So <laughs> what they try to do is the girls, they try to create their own sorority where they can party. And then it comes, uh, and it's like a commentary on sexist world, on the sexist. Uh, educational system i guess yeah. in america which is fair enough fair fair commentary but i felt this is what i'm trying to say about the film it's trying too hard to be politically correct by being impolitically correct by being wrong it's just a kind of like bashing in your face how stupid it is I, I can't explain it. It's it's it makes my mind numb. And I will say there are a few good jokes. For example, there's a few pothead jokes where there's a scene where uh, Zac Efron and Seth Rogen, who Zac Efron saves the film. Right. He saves the film. Okay. Even Seth Rogen annoyed me to a point. Zac Efron is a great actor, and I feel he has the potential to go the Leonardo DiCaprio route. Okay. He just needs that Titanic role. Get that quickly. But uh, okay, well, maybe not Titanic. A lot of people hate him. He needs the find your Martin Scorsese, dude. That's what you need to find. Okay. But um, Zac Efron at this point. There was one joke he said to Seth Rogen, which he was, uh, uh, they were, he was cooking eggs, I believe. Or no, he was boiling water, right? And then he's just like, wait, how can, how can boiling water make eggshells uh, hard, but pasta s- soft? And they were just like, oh. <laughs> it's like really pothead mentality. And that's the kind of jokes I, I like. Right. Um, for example, like the night before kind of jokes. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, don't go see this film. I was so sad to see the directors from the first film's name on this film because it looked like an inexperienced YouTube vlogger oh, uh, edited this film together because the pacing was all over the place. Right. And it's just... Wow. It's a shame because um, Chloe Grace Moretz 
isn't really doing good when it comes to being no. a teenager who wants to try and grow up. Yeah. Because you've had her in Kick-Ass 2. Yeah. Which was shit. Yeah. And then you've got her in this. Yeah, and then he, she, she was in other stuff, like the fifth, fifth Wave? Carrie as well. Carrie, yeah. So... You know what? Take a break. Do a uh, Josh Hartnett. Is that what he did? Like after since he like left for a bit and then came back to do Penny Dreadful or something. Oh yeah. Yeah, that dude. Do a that dude and then come back. You see, the thing is with Chloe Grace Moretz, I actually think she is a good actress. On the whole, like as I think she she gets given bad roles occasionally. For <laughs> hey. so do all actors. Yeah. But the thing is, I think I I I I think I I feel worse whenever I see Chloe Grace Moretz suck in a film because her birthday is like a couple months after mine yeah and I loved her and I loved her in Kick-Ass yeah like it's Kick-Ass I love her in Kick-Ass as well Kick-Ass is a great it's one of my favourite superhero films I think it is my favourite superhero oh nice it's outstandingly Mm. good um Plus, it's also quite uh, interesting because it's Matthew Vaughan and Jane Goldman who then did First Class. Yeah, yeah. Um, They're a good team. And Stardust and loads of other stuff. I love Stardust. Underrated. Um, and it's also funny because Aaron Taylor-Johnson and Evan Peters are yeah. both in it. Yeah. And, and then they both play Quicksilver. Yeah. They both play Quicksilver. Bam! All linked. Yeah. All, of this, all of this is linked. Oh, this is like fucking Magnolia. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a shame that she's not hitting the mark. Mm. Um, but I also think that sometimes you you're, you can only do as good as the role you're given. Mm-hmm. Um, but should we move on to a, a film that we're both going to get pretty angry slash fun about? Go for it. Captain America Civil War. All right. Let's start with the good aspects. Yeah, let's start with the good. It's always good starting on light. We've been angry for a while now. Yeah, so and, I've, and I've seen this one as well, so okay. I, can, I can chip how many, in now. How many have you seen? How many times have you seen it? Just the ones. Yeah, me too. All right, Just cool. the ones. Okay, best things about the film yeah. for me. Okay, Black Panther. Agreed. Like I'm, I'm anticipating his film, which is directed by Ryan Coogler, the dude who made Fruitvale Station and Creed. Right. And uh, I'm anticipating that film as much as I'm anticipating the Ben Affleck Batman film. That's how highly I'm looking forward to this film. He has so much potential to actually. They, Marvel has an so much potential to actually make a worthwhile character right. in a worthwhile film since uh, the Winter Soldier. I only think they've ever made only two worthwhile films. Okay. Which is the Winter Soldier and the first Iron Man. That's it. See, for me, I would I would say Marvel have done three good films. Okay. Iron Man. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. No. Deadpool. No. Okay. No. Uh, well, if you count Fox, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But like, his, okay, his, his my, uh, okay, let's before we get, okay, let me say the other good stuff as well before I get into that. Yeah. But uh, Spider Man. Agreed. They nailed him. Uh, they nailed his the essence of the character. I think that it's good that they had him. But I don't think he was nailed. I think that they they put it in to get the audience is like, oh, I really want Spider-Man. Definitely. Um, rather than develop... I think that he could have done with more development, but I also think that it was setting it up for Homecoming. Oh, no, this is definitely a setup for Homecoming. Yeah. Um, to the point where they actually have the word Homecoming in that uh, Soviet book mm-hmm. that uh, they were reading out to Bucky to brainwash him. Um, actually, another thing is I really liked about the film was the action choreography... Because the the Russos seem to have a very big hard on for shaky, shaky cam. cam, and I can't stand shaky Neither cam used in the wrong context, which is why I think anyone says the born uh, the born films has incredible fight scenes. I'm just like no, just don't talk to me. Um, I think choreography is great. Yeah, some of the some of the moves like looks incredible, like the airport. What actually? I, I've got a question for you. What do you think is a better scene? Uh, do you, is there a better scene in that film than the airport scene for you? Yes. What? 
Um, the bit when they were on the highway. Yeah. Uh, which is where you see Black Panther. Yes. Just take down all of them. Dude, that is my... No, anything Black Panther-Bucky related. So yeah. from the beginning when they meet uh, in the room, like uh, he's about to choke out Black Widow. Yeah. And then he comes in and, and stops him and like takes him on. Anything from there to that highway scene, I love. that. For me, that's way better than the airport scene because the way I saw it, I was like, this man... You just killed my dad. I am gonna kill you. Yeah. Like th- th- for the f- first time, I actually felt like, oh my god, there's something. Because remember, towards uh, in the airport scene in the trailer, they show um, in the trailers. So I'm not spoiling anything. They show uh, roads down because he got hit on a beam. I'm not gonna say how. Mm-hmm. And and Tony Stark is um, holding on to him. Yeah. Basically, another character comes in to check up on him, and yeah, that could have been an easy kill. But it was like push away, with my. Uh, arc reactor beam yeah I was just like there is no I, I hate how the film wrapped itself in a in nice beautiful yeah. ribbon yeah in a I film agree. titled Civil War you need a bit of grit not, you need not a, a bit of death <laughs> yeah I was I, I was talking to a friend of mine who loves this film like they say it was 10 out of 10 best film of the year yeah. I was saying to them like with Civil War it's, it's a really good film yeah Um. well on the whole anyway Um. but you needed some a consequence because it mm, starts do, off and yeah. it ends basically pretty much the same. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's my biggest problem. And don't tie your film because when I think Civil War, don't tell me uh, because, okay, when you, when you think Civil War, what do you think? I think Hotel Rwanda. I think genocide. I think America. I okay, think yeah. slavery. I okay, think. Civil Yeah, technically. Yeah. yeah. That's what uh, I think. I think of that. Um, yeah. You know, I think of Abraham Lincoln. I yeah. think of like the fight. I think of like a massive consequence and a massive resolution. Loss, yeah. Yeah. Um, and this film, there's no loss. Like the only loss happens at the beginning of the film, which isn't really a result of a civil war, but the result of a a um, motivation or a goal that the villain in the film has, which I don't want to spoil, which I actually think is one of the better villains in the whole universe, simply because his 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 goal was a personal one. Yeah. And by the end of the film, you're just like, oh, so you just kind of, I kind of feel for you, like what you did to everyone here. Like, you pulled strings and you got what you deserved. And it was just like... I suspect he's going to come back. Oh, a, well, a, yeah. As, as like, a, not not as the lead, but as, say, like, a, a, a as a number two. I think what they're going to do is, you know how in Avengers Age of Ultron, uh, they had uh, Thomas, Kretch, Thomas Kretschmann, who at the end of one of the Marvel films, he introduced the twins, which was uh, the Romanov twins. Yeah. Yeah. When he came back in Age of Ultron, he basically died at the beginning at the beginning of that film. Mm. I thought that's what's going to happen with that. Yeah. But I don't think he'll be a focus. I think the people that they'll bring back is uh, uh, Martin Freeman's character. Yeah. Yeah. They'll definitely bring him back. His and accent in that film was awful. He cannot... It was, yeah, it was pretty... It was pretty him. It was like the generic accent a British person would do. Yeah. Yeah. And here we go again. The light is, the light is the just time. You know what? Off. I'm just going to uh, manually do it. There we go. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I think the light agreed with us. So it was just like, yeah, screw yeah. freaking Martin Freeman. So, well, he's a good actor. He is. Um, and he actually... Wait, did he have a British accent in The Hobbit? I think so. Maybe. Okay, cool. I think everyone else does. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Martin Freeman plays, I think, the leader of... Like the next shield, mm. um, yeah, he's uh, like the new Maria Hill, yeah. Um, Which where did she go actually? That's actually, yeah, that's well, I think it's because of the Avengers, isn't it? She's yeah. one of the Avengers that he wanted to tie. Oh, yeah, well, Nick Fury wasn't in this, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so Martin Freeman is basically the Nick Fury 0.2. Um, what did you think of the Stanley cameo in this? 
Yeah, it was good. Um, really? It was good, but it was just product placement, wasn't it? It was I such thought, like a, oh, give us money, FedEx. I thought it was very bad. Right. But a certain character, which I don't want to spoil, made it good. When he played on what Stanley said in his cameo, I was like, what okay, fine. It was like, uh, all right, guys, skip forward like 10 seconds as soon as I say now. Now. <laughs> Tony Stank. And then he was just like, oh, I'm never oh, going to yeah. forget that yeah, one, yeah. Stank. Okay. Um, okay, now if you've skipped forward. You can skip. You can, you can stop skipping forward, I guess. I don't know Hello how that works. Future, but yeah. skip forward. Yeah. Um, Hello, future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, okay. Uh, but I was I went to go see it with um with someone and mm-hmm. they'd never really seen it before and I was explaining to them that Stanley started off as like a little in reference and now it's just become like a where's Stanley yeah um because I think that they nailed it best was he he was in Deadpool wasn't he he played a pimp mm. <laughs> which oh yeah he was a pimp <laughs> in Deadpool that was funny yeah and that was the best one I think ever um of um yeah I think it'd be a shame when Stanley dies it will it will be um, I'm waiting for his biopic dude. Yeah. Who would, you, who would you cast? I don't know. Off the top of my head, I'm just going to play it safe. It'll never happen. Daniel Day-Lewis. Why not? I was going to say Tom Hanks. You know what? Physically, he doesn't look like him, but like after seeing Michael Fassbender and Steve Jobs, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Although, Tom Hanks... Although, he has played... to be young. Now you have to well, Tom Hanks. I was going to say, Tom Hanks played Disney. He did. Uh, and Saving Mr. Banks, I really yeah, like that. Amazing film. I think I think you have to show him in his early like creating these characters and like the friction of like creating some of the characters which are similar and in response to other characters. What about you, McGregor? Nah, I don't see that. No. I mean he's a great actor. If he gets yeah. cast, I'm not gonna be like, No <laughs> Or I think they should just start controversy and I don't know, cast Idris Elba. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes they should. Whilst around it bloody cast him as James Bond as well. They should do that, actually. But he got cast for Dark Tower, the Stephen King uh, uh, series of stories. Which, okay. Uh, so he's going to be playing like a Clint Eastwood kind of cowboy in a sci-fi fantasy world. Interesting. And uh, who's he going to be starring opposite the bad guy? Matthew McConaughey. All right, all yeah. right, all right. There we go. That's going to be something to look forward to. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, is there anything else you want to talk about? Um. Uh, well, we can continue Civil War. I want to actually touch upon how the film actually looked like a big, massive iPhone ad. It was very crisp and clean. I was yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. It and was so everything yeah polished yeah yeah. Uh, but I was talking as I said I was talking to my friend of mine um, who loves this film and they were saying that that was done for a reason because it is a Captain America film not an Avengers film. Mm-hmm. So because Captain America mm-hmm. in if you go and watch the the first Avenger yeah. it's really warm it's it got is. a nice warm palette it's got that war feeling yeah. so it's a bit not. It's got that feeling of nostalgia and, yeah, and exactly, remembrance. Yeah. And now when he was in the future, it's all clean and yeah. crisp, which is why whenever you watch him in The Avengers or uh, The Winter Soldier, it's very crisp and very white, yeah. which I think has that contrast between past and future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that, yes, it is that way, and I don't particularly like it. I prefer it when it's got a bit of... I, to I think Winter Soldier nailed it. It did look polished and crisp, but it, I feel like they, they, they turned the exposure a bit down a bit. They, mm. they really embraced the shadows, yeah. made it towards a neo-noirish kind of... It wasn't neo-noir, but they kind of pushed it towards that mm-hmm. end of the spectrum. That's why I prefer. Yeah, whereas this one was just... Straight up, hey, this is hey guys. It's like you remember when you're in school and you have that those people come in and it's all happy go lucky. That yeah. was Civil War. Hello guys, yeah. how are you? This is all going to be really like, perfect. I did like the psychological twist at the end, mm-hmm. but by the end of the film, it meant nothing. Yeah, agreed. And just let's let's end on this. Are you Team Cap or Team Iron Man? Team Cap. Team Cap. Iron Man's a sobby hypocrite. Yeah. Should we should we should we say spoiler alert and talk about the airport scene? 
Spoiler alert, we're talking about the airport scene. Come back in two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes, all right, let's yeah. go. Uh, all right, quick. Um, Ant-Man. I really, I thought he was great when they introduced him. Yep. And when he kept on feeling like Captain America, so I was like, this guy's jokes. Yep. He, he landed the worst joke of the film with yep. the orange slices. Yep. When he turns big, yep. I really I really liked it because they stayed true to comics. I just don't think the CGI was done well. Agreed. And he didn't have enough time to uh, develop his character yes, in that film. Yes, exactly. It was shoehorned in yep. because he was in the cinematic universe. Spider-Man. I really liked him in that scene. I really like, I feel he was the only one, like it made sense why Tony Stark would reach out to a character, a kid, mm-hmm. to fight in a war. Because it's very hypocritical of him. Mm-hmm. But he, like, uh, to, going back to what he's done in the past, I mean, in the Iron Man 3, he destroys all his suits. And then in Age of Ultron, he gets a suit of armor to protect world. He's very hypocritical and he never sticks to what he says. So it's getting a like kid. Pepper Potts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Iron Man 3, he trusted the kid. He went one step further and trusted the dude who can actually stop Winter Soldier's arm yeah. which I really like well, as soon as he did that it's like, and everyone's just like okay why is this guy here it's like oh okay and then when he made the Star Wars reference which they can now because it's a Disney film um, I was like okay fine I like that it's yeah. like, yeah. I, that, like his banter perfect yeah Black Panther I love him oh my god dude I love everything <laughs> about Black Panther he's so smooth he is I love it it's just like oh my god like if they I feel he could be the character to continue this franchise, if Tony Stark steps down, if Robert Dan Jr. steps down, because he's very similar, he's a, he's rich, he's intelligent, he has the f- he's, uh, the facilities to create new shields. I mean, remember, by the end of the film, actually, yeah, this is going past the airport scene, but by the end of the film, uh, Captain America surrenders his shield, because Tony Stark says, hey, that's mine, my dad made it, or whatever. Uh, thingy, uh, Black Panther, T'Challa, comes from... Wakanda, which Vibra- is the source vibranium. of uh, vibranium. Yeah, you can just create a new shield. You can create ten of them if you wanted to. Uh, moving on quickly, because yeah. uh, we want right. to. Yeah, spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, still spoilers, guys. Still um, spoilers. Tasha Romanoff. Uh, Black Widow. Yeah. I thought she was one of the best things in the film. Okay. Um, and quickly, let's just quickly touch on War Machine. Man, just kill that dude. He's so expendable. I love Don Cheadle. Fuck yes, He's... kill that fucker. <laughs> Because, oh, right, I didn't like him since Terrence Howard went. I, I liked him. I, I prefer him to Terrence Howard. I don't. I prefer I prefer Terrence Howard. Um, okay. And when he died, I just felt... Because the thing is with uh, War Machine is he's such a fuck yeah America character. Yeah, like, yeah we can create war, fuck yeah, yeah with his fucking like, t- machine gun on his back. <laughs> the Predator style. Do not ca- need that. Get rid of the it. cannon. Kill. Bye. He, just because... That, and it, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, kill another black guy. No, it's not kill another black guy because... First of all, now you've got Falcon. Yeah. And that, and my favorite character in this MCU is Black. You just it's just unfortunate that the most expendable person of this whole film is yeah. a black dude. That's unfortunate. Yeah. That's how they wrote the character. I mean, in first class they killed like the only black dude, the Darwin dude. Although in in um Falcon is great. In Avengers, the most expendable character was Hawkeye. Oh my god, Hawkeye fucking pisses me off now. I hated how they gave him so much uh, development in Age of Ultron. He ruined the pacing of that film. And in this film, at first when he came to save Natasha Rom- uh, not, uh, yeah, Natasha Romanoff, yep. uh, that was great. Yep. He had minimal dialogue and he was more like action speak louder than words. And I'm yep. here to save you. But when it came to the prison scene in the end, like, oh, we were criminals. Like Some of his dialogue is fine, but I don't like how he chose to portray the character. Okay. I don't like the charisma he puts into the character so in a sense I'm saying I don't like Jeremy Renner's performance as Hawkeye okay fair enough I agree with most of that okay um, <laughs> I, I just thought that people the spoiler people would be like okay. I want to listen in now yeah okay um, well that's, uh, that's enough spoiler yeah um, 
But for the most part, I really like Civil War. I would go see it again. I'll definitely buy it on Blu-ray. And it's so much better than Age of Ultron. I think Age of Ultron is a terrible film. And I just, I think Civil War, it's not the best out of the Captain America trilogy. Second best. Winter Soldier is a great film. Okay. Um, I think it's The Dark Knight Rises to The Dark Knight of in terms of its Civil War to Winter Soldier. That's how I see it. Okay. If the Winter Soldier is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is the Dark Knight, which it isn't. No, because nothing beats the Dark yeah, Knight. Yeah, the Dark Knight is a whole new level. 